Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 235 of the Tony Steak Podcast. Uh, this is our sports episode and it is a special one. Uh, that is because Sean is not here, so that makes it extra special. But no, I'm not uh, going solo. Uh, we've got uh, our old favorite friend here, uh, Tony. How you doing? Pretty good. I'm uh, glad to be back on the podcast that I uh, loved doing for what we do it for consistently. Three years before I wasn't able to really do it much anymore or before. 2017, I believe. So we, we went a whole almost four years. Wow. Yeah. It was uh, fun. I was actually just having uh, some good uh, flashbacks. I think I think I laughed to myself a couple days ago thinking of the time when, because I remember we'd go over to producer Luke's house and Sean's house and we would have a couple beers that night. It would usually be a Monday or Tuesday night. And I remember those times where I think we would sometimes accidentally get a little more buzz than we planned. And I remember that an instance of you and I just looking at each other and you just had the, just these glossy eyes. And I know I was oh, yeah. a little buzzed too. And it was spilling drinks in there. It's fun, uh, fun times, nostalgic times now. You know, it's a little yeah. different now, but still, still fun to be on and talk about sports and random entertainment. Yeah, the magic of that uh, original studio cannot be replicated in my mind. <laughs> no, definitely not. That bedroom slash office. Which was Sean's room at one point and then eventually yeah. became my room at one point. So uh, really then, a lot of good special memories in that room. What's in there now? I believe it's a guest bedroom now. Oh, right. Yes, it was. Yeah, I'm trying to... Yeah, that's... That was interesting, but, you know, time goes on. Time does go on. Football keeps happening, though. That's how That's it works. The beauty of life. Uh, and both professionally and college. Although, uh, I don't know how much longer college is going to go on with the the new rules. Uh, did you see the Ohio State quarterback is going to get like $1.5 million? Oh, wow. I did uh, not From see some that. endorsement already. Jeez. Uh, it just, it's, a, it's an entirely different world now. <laughs> that is insane. Um, so, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think that's a true freshman as well, that kid. It's like just handed a bunch of money right away. Uh, but, yeah, the, the week zero of college football was last week. Uh, a few teams played, including uh, our local team, one of our local teams, UCLA, who uh, it's kind of a make or break year that, you know, I don't think they they haven't made a bowl game under Chip Kelly yet, but they're uh, they seem to be solid. They're returning a bunch of starters and they had a, a good, good performance against Hawaii. So uh, that'll be fun to watch uh, over yeah, the course of the season. I think this is the year they finally get to that bowl game. Yeah. I mean, that Chip Kelly knows how to call a run game. They they had like 200 yards rushing in the first quarter, like to start the game. It's How long has Chip Kelly been there? I want to say it's fourth year, maybe Jeez. at this point. I forgot he's. I honestly forgot that was even the coach. It's crazy yeah. to think what Chip Kelly did on Oregon just what a decade ago now. Yeah, those are some uh, some some great teams. Uh, he lost the national championship to uh, future unemployed quarterback Cam Newton. That's how long ago it was. It's been a whole that's cycle. A, that's, a, that's a that's a teaser. <laughs> yes. for what's to come. But um, yeah, we'll we'll be talking more about college football later on. Uh, this is a real season this time. Last year was so weird to me; I couldn't really even get into it. Yeah, um, I already forgot even how it was. Like I think the, wor- the worst part of last <laughs> season was that you'd have some stadiums that allowed basically half capacity, like the Miami, and I remember Kansas City let a lot of fans like in. LSU and then you had, had a crazy game where they and had you had people hurt. like the Steelers that never had fans and stuff like that. It's just like it's just not fair. You lose home field that way. Yeah, so I think this will be a more fun college season, but we also got a new NFL season, 17 games. That's the big change this year. It's I don't know if I'm ready for it. It's, it adds an extra week, which I guess is great for uh, if you own a bar. I think that's probably great if you own a yeah. sports betting. Uh, there's a lot of people who are going to make some money off of this. Uh, <clears> I think 
Uh, the players will eventually as well, but I think they were kind of one of the reasons this was always hard to get this in the books was the players wanted to make sure they got their extra money, and uh, I think I think they are. Uh, well, are you ready to uh, preview the season here? Yes. Yes, I am. Well, I think we uh, can start our preview with a little uh, review of the offseason. So free agency, uh, I've got some of the big signings here uh, grouped together by position. So uh, Joe Dooney of the Patriots uh, is no longer with the Patriots. He signed with Kansas City. If you remember the Super Bowl last year, Kansas yeah. City needed offensive line help. So this was one of the biggest signings uh, of the offseason. Uh, then the Green, Green Bay center, Corey Lindsley, is going to the Chargers, who uh, definitely really need offensive line help as well. My, my entire life, the Chargers' offensive line has been bad. And uh, I do like that they their initials there that I have is LAC. I almost said the Clippers. It is uh, That is hard. But that's what it's, it's been that way for like five years now, right? Yeah. They've been in LA for a while. LA, now. yeah. They have been, a, yeah, I don't know exactly know how long, but I know it's been, yeah. I would say at least five years is definitely a. It's, it's still different, but. Uh, and then for a bunch of pass rushers got signed this offseason. Uh, Shaq Barrett stayed with Tampa Bay after uh, helping them win a Super Bowl. Uh, Bud Dupree left your team for the Titans. Uh, Leonard Floyd uh, is going to the Rams. Uh, or re-signing with them. He played with them last year as well. And, uh, Trey Hendrickson left for the Bengals. Carl Lawson went to the Jets, and then he's out for the season. So uh, that didn't work out for the Jets. You know, a bad luck franchise already has a little bit of bad luck. And then uh, Romeo Aquara staying with the Lions there. And Matt Judon, a Ravens player for a long time, was going to the Patriots. So uh, the Patriots will be uh, on this list uh, later too. They, they made a lot of moves this offseason. Uh, and then our last pass rusher, Yannick Ngakwe, has been moving around a lot lately. He's with the Raiders. It seems like he's a perfect Raider. Just kind of a... Where was he before? He was with the Ravens. And I was going to say, that's what I thought. That name sounded familiar. He, well, he's with the Jaguars originally. He's part of that really good team. That one time they had a good team. Right. And then it was like went to, went to the Vikings and the Ravens and now Raiders. It seems perfect. Uh, then a bunch of DBs got paid. Uh, William Jackson with Washington. Shaquille Griffin with Jacksonville. Dory Jackson with the Giants, and then the Rams, former safety John Johnson going to the Browns. Uh, and then the top two tight ends on the market both went to the Patriots, John huh. Smith and Hunter Henry. Hey, the Patriots like having that duo of tight ends. Yeah. They had it a long time ago, and then uh, one st- stayed good until he retired for a little bit, and one decided to go to jail, and then we all know what happened after that. Yeah, I think they did some background checks, though, with these guys. Yeah, you would hope uh, so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Bill Belichick knows how to use certain types of players so that'll be interesting to see how that goes uh as far as wide receivers a bunch of them got signed Corey davis left tennessee for the jets uh, curtis samuel left the panthers for washington uh, juju smith everyone thought he was leaving he's coming back on a one-year deal so. juju, let me just say this really quick because i am a Steeler fan juju smith it's like he was so electric he was exciting two three years ago and now it's like the guy just doesn't know how to leave the whole tiktok stuff and all the stuff off the like off, like off the field and stuff. He just, he was literally just shown a couple days ago doing that little carton challenge that these oh, no. kids are doing now. And he was doing it. Not only was he doing it, then he's also filming these youth kids that I'm sure he was doing some camp to it. And it's like, dude, if one of these 14 year olds gets hurt on your watch while you're filming, it's like, that's another issue too. I feel like, and he's just, he's just one of those guys that I personally think is going to retire early. I, I wouldn't be surprised if this guy retires in the next five years because I think I almost think he's just getting bored of football. He's just more of a community man, and he likes messing around. He's he's honestly just a big kid 
And I think he's the number three receiver now. And so it's he's just uh, he's just not the same. It's unfortunate, I think. I honestly think yeah. he's just bored of football, to be honest. I don't know. Yeah, and when we get to the Steelers and our over-unders, they will talk more about their whole situation there. Uh, and uh, Kenny Galladay signed the biggest deal of any wide receiver, four years, $72 million with the Giants. Giants need weapons. They need to see if uh, Daniel Jones is any good. It's kind of This is a make-or-break year for him. So they, they drafted a receiver, and they signed the top one in free agency. Uh, Nelson Aguilar just only spent one year with the Raiders. Now he's headed to the Patriots. So, uh, again, the Patriots on this list four times. So they, they spent a bunch of money. Uh, then we're going to wrap up with quarterbacks. There weren't any big free agency moves in for QBs, but uh, Andy Dalton did go to the Bears. Uh, Fitzpatrick to Washington, uh, Tyra Taylor to Houston. I don't know what the Houston situation is. Deshaun Watson's on the roster. Uh, I'm, are, they're not going to cancel the entire franchise of Houston if they just decide to play him anyways. But they're also they're not they're going to be terrible either way. So yeah, I don't know. Right. Houston's not going to be a good team this year. Uh, Jacoby Brissett went to Miami. He's going to be a backup, and then uh, Jameis Winston went to New Orleans, and it looks like he's going to start for the Saints. So. Uh, I guess a good, good deal for them. They got a starting quarterback for pretty cheap. Uh, then there were a couple of big trades. The, the biggest one, uh, Matthew Stafford coming to the Rams. That's probably the biggest move of the offseason because of so much potential. Stafford. And it was him going to the Rams with Goff going to Detroit. Is, right. Yeah, know, I didn't even put Goff on here. It should but, be mentioned. It's just <laughs> yeah. that it was a complete switch. Yeah. It wasn't like they just picked up Stafford and Goff's going to sit there and twirl his toes or nose or whatever the hell you twirl. Yeah, so he'll be, he'll be a starting quarterback in Detroit, but Detroit's not very good. Um, their number one receiver yeah. just left, so uh, they, I saw their receiving core. Some are saying might be the worst like ever they've ever seen. Yeah, I don't so, even know so their thin. top receivers. But again, well, I think we'll get more into that when we talk. Yeah, but Detroit and our over unders. Yeah, the, the Rams picking up Stafford. It's an upgrade over Goff. They're a team that's been in contention for a few years now, and they think Stafford can put them over the top. And Stafford hasn't had too many years playing with talented rosters, so it seems like a, a perfect match there. And then also the Chiefs uh, traded for Orlando Brown of the Ravens, so another offensive lineman that that'll help them out. So they got two like Pro Bowl caliber linemen to add to their team, um, and we all saw the Super Bowl. They they need that. So uh, then the NFL draft happened again this year in April, as it as it always does. The top pick, uh, no surprise, Trevor Lawrence to the Jaguars, uh, but a bunch of other quarterbacks got drafted. Zach Wilson to the Jets. Uh, both of those guys are going to start day one. Uh, Trey Lance to the Niners, Justin Field to the Bears. They're both going to sit, sit to start the season. Uh, and then Mac Jones to the Patriots, the fifth quarterback drafted. Uh, he's going to start. We just found that out today. Yeah. Uh, crazy news uh, this morning to see. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, in, in a couple seconds, but Mac Jones will start. Uh, the The highest drafted non-QB was Kyle Pitts, a tight end, going to the Falcons. Uh, and the Falcons traded Julio Jones, so Kyle Pitts is now... Should see a lot of targets. Uh, if you want, you want to talk fantasy, he might be a guy. Uh, he might be like the fourth best tight end right now. Uh, the Bengals drafted Jamar Chase, who had one of the greatest wide receiver seasons ever a couple years ago for LSU, but sat out last season. Uh, the Eagles drafted Devontae Smith, the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, the Lions got a, the best tackle on the board, Penny Sewell, who didn't play at all last year, though. Uh, and the Chargers also got an offense tackle, who I'm very excited about myself. Uh, then there's the first round running backs, which is always controversial now. Are running backs ever worth it? Uh, I think they are if you if you know they're going to be great. You just there's no guarantee. 
So uh, the Jags took Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence's college teammate. Uh, I thought that was a questionable choice to start with, uh, especially they have a, they had a running back who played pretty well from last year. Uh, but Etienne's out for the season. He broke his foot, I believe. So yeah, I saw that he was out for the year. I didn't that, know what happened. <clears throat> yeah, that that sucks. Uh, but then the other first round running back, uh, Najee Harris of Alabama, going to the Steelers, who they needed talent at that position. Yep. Uh, but that that pick was criticized because their offensive line isn't very good. So, which is crazy because I think last year it was actually like a year or two ago. I know for sure it was ranked like number one. Yeah, they they've had a lot of people, so, and then their center retired. retired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was so. it was an aging, it was a veteran offensive line, but so uh, we'll see. Sometimes you could have a great great running back, but if there's no holes, they can't get it done. But uh, I think the Steelers are hoping he'll produce in the passing game as well. That yeah, if you watch the national championship I, game, Najee Harris was great. And I, I watched a couple him in preseason a few times, and uh, he was good. And you know, sometimes numbers can lie a little bit. Like I saw. A couple games in the preseason, I think there was one game where he had like four carries for like eight yards or ten yards, but then I noticed that what was not on there was like a 15-yard run he had taken back from a holding penalty that didn't even need to happen. It was just one of those behind-the-play holds, and it's like, it, those are like some of those things. Like, he he looked good is basically what I'm getting at, like whether there was BS holding calls or not. Like, he he can definitely move around. I think he's, he could be a potential sleeper in a fantasy team, only if the Steelers can at least, you know, move the ball, which I think they shouldn't have too much of a problem moving the ball, but... I think Harris, you know, I think he'll be pretty good. Or at least I'm hoping so. Yeah, I think if you're if you're wondering about like fantasy, I think the concern is just every every team has like nine running backs. So you never know who's going to get the scores. So just yeah, yeah just always trouble. Uh, and then uh, there was one big cut this season that just happened today that we uh, alluded to before. But Cam Newton, the former starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. Is cut, so they decided to go with Mac Jones and not. Uh, they decided to then just cut Cam Newton outright rather than let him sit as a backup. Uh, probably want to. He wants to maybe have a chance somewhere else. I don't know. Uh, strange decision. I'm still skeptical about Mac Jones. Let's let's see it yeah, happen. I am. I am as well. Because uh, he, I guess you look at last year with like Herbert, where it's like, oh, Herbert's not going to play at all, uh, and then he had to come in because of an injury, and he was great. But Herbert was the sixth overall pick versus Mac Jones's fifteenth, I think. So, I think it's a bit different level of prospect there. So, uh, big surprise. But I don't, I don't know. Belichick uh, doesn't make too many wrong decisions when it comes to this stuff. All right. Well, uh, I think we're ready for our over unders. Uh, unless you want to talk a little fantasy before we do that. Uh, you want to talk about the uh, what we were talking about before the tight ends. Yeah, so I uh, I have done one fantasy football draft so far this year, and it was an auction draft, which is a little different from your typical snake draft. And I was actually against it, but then I actually enjoyed doing it, and I ended up having the second best predicted team. And one of the things I kind of went in with my own little strategy this year of not to really be too high on the wide receivers because there's just so many wide receivers. And I was able to get Derrick Henry early, and I, I overpaid a little bit according to the what he was predicted at, but I still don't think it was bad. I've got him for, I think it was $64 when he was predicted at like $55 on average. And then I already had my mindset that I wanted Travis Kelsey. I never have Travis Kelsey whenever I play fantasy because I'm always one of those guys that just says basically screw it with the tight end. And I'm one of those guys that every week I'm like switching out my tight end for whoever, whatever tight end has the best matchup. And I feel like sometimes maybe that's what's hurt. What That's what hurts me. 
So I made sure I had myself a good tight end and I got the best there is. So I got Travis Kelsey. And when you get someone like Travis Kelsey, what Travis Kelsey essentially really is, is like a wide receiver one also. You know, he's he happens to be on a team with one of the top like three wide receivers in all of football, but he's still he's a wide receiver one, in my opinion. So that gave me the power to make basically not have to worry about getting, you know, receivers or whatnot. So I was like, I had my top running back. I had my top wide receiver, essentially. And I was able to get like I was able to get Cooper Cup and uh, T Higgins for cheap. So two receivers that are you know, one of the tops on their teams, you know, I think Cooper cup's going to get a lot of receptions this year and have a good season with Matt Stafford. And, uh, then my second running back is Josh Jacobs, which, you know, he was a couple of years ago, he was one of the better running backs and he still gets touchdowns. So I'm hoping Josh Jacobs can at least do something. And then I was able to snag Ryan Tannehill for like a dollar, because again, there's so many good quarterbacks out there that you don't need to, you know, in my opinion, you don't need to get one early. You can survive getting a quarterback a good quarterback I mean Matthew Stafford could probably be available like seventh eighth ninth round you know what I mean like there's guys like that that are going to get you your touchdowns and your yards yeah. and Kirk Cousins do stuff yeah Kirk Cousins Cousins. everyone hates him I don't know how good he actually is in helping a team win but the guy throws for 4,000 yards every year almost 30 touchdowns like he's exactly and Roethlisberger same he's way he's always available a bunch of yards last year and some touchdowns and yeah it's these guys that you don't you don't think about so it's like there's no reason to sell yourself and get, you know, Patrick Mahomes early or Lamar Jackson, you know, guys like that. It's, you know, you got to sit back on it. I think the most important thing is getting running backs. And if you can snag Travis Kelsey or George Kittle, that'll help your team out a lot. Because I know there's a lot of people that are pretty high on the Niners this year. I think we'll we'll get to that soon in our over-unders. But I think people forget about the Niners because they had such a bad season last year. But George Kittle is still one of the, the top ones out there also. Yeah, the tight end is just is so thin because – the way teams use tight ends, they're just they spread it out. So as we saw, Hunter Henry might be one of the five best tight ends in the in the NFL, but they just signed another guy who's probably a top ten tight end. So neither of those guys are going to be a great fantasy pickup. It's going to be frustrating when you draft one of them and then the other guy gets the touchdown, and uh, that's just kind of the reality of the tight end position. There's only like three guys that are really the number one. So and that might include Kyle Pitts now. So, uh, but I think we're ready. We're going to do our over-unders as we always do. I'm going to warn Tony up front, 17 games. So these look a little That's weird. Right. Yeah, They I, look a little weird. It's, it's your, your mind is going to be get tricked. You're like, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it's because there's 17 games. So are you ready to begin? I am ready. All right. We always go division by division, starting with the AFC East, going by last year's record. The Buffalo Bills won 13 games last year. Their over-under this year is 11. So that's 11 and 6. Sounds weird, but it it's the reality. It is. You want me to go first or do you go first or uh, I mean, do you want to you want to go first on all this division then we'll just alternate division? Okay, like yeah, that? that works. Yeah. So, with me on this one, see, their over/under is only 11 wins. I'm going to have to I'm going to go over on this one. You know, because only because of the, I don't I just don't think that division's very good. I'm not high on the Jets still. I think what the Dolphins did last year won't be rematched of that. And I don't believe in kind of what we tickled into a little bit. I don't believe in Mac Jones, and therefore I don't believe in the Patriots. And I think Bills, especially 17 games, I think Bills can have a record something like 13-4 and four if they want. I think they, I don't see why they can't win another 13 games. If they did it in 16 games, why why can't they do it in 17? So that's my uh, 
And again, I'm kind of going into this a little raw with the fact of I don't know who how the strength of schedules are. I'm not sure if you do. It's I don't like. I'm to, kind of doing it based off of their division. I don't like to look at it because it's all last years anyway. It's, yeah, teams teams fluctuate so much, and that's that, what a lot of people say that are like the experts is why some people can win money early on in a season because I'm sure like for baseball, a lot of people I'm sure are winning money early on in the Giants and Brewers where it takes a while to adjust lines because you're going off of last year's predictions and stuff. So yeah, I'm going to go with over, over 11 wins. Yeah. I'm going with over as well. I think it's the, the second year with this whole team together. I think it'll be even better. That offense is still going to be among the best. Uh, it, I mean, it's, they're a young team. Allen's young. You think he, his trajectory is to get better, not worse. Yeah. Uh, second year with Stefan Diggs. So I, I'm, I'm going with over as well. Uh, next up, we got the Miami Dolphins who won 10 games last year, but that was, uh, with Fitzpatrick starting about half the season. So Fitzpatrick's gone. Tua is the guy. They have reiterated it. He is the guy. We're not going to trade for Watson. Right. Uh, they're over under this year is nine and a half. So, uh, I, I'm going under on it. I just, I'm, I'm just not buying it. I could see, I think they're like an, eight and nine team this year, maybe nine and eight, but I just don't see the Dolphins throwing out another uh, double digit win season. Well, we agree again. I, uh, I think last year was kind of first year coach magic that happens sometimes a new guy kind of like reinvigorates a team. Uh, but I don't think there's so that much talent on this team. So, yeah, uh, but I mean, if they, they do win more than that, it's because Tua is actually good. So, which is still, <laughs> there's still a good possibility of that. I'm not ready to write them off yet. Uh, the next team here we got Patriots nine and a half as well. They won seven last year. Uh, made a bunch of moves this off season. New quarterback, uh, also an Alabama quarterback. There are three guys on the 2018 Alabama team that are starting quarterbacks this year. So I, I'm going under on the Patriots. I think I think it's a little. I think they're just a little high on the fact that it's the Patriots. So whenever you just see the name, the Patriots, you just expect double digit win seasons. But again, I'm not really big on Mac Jones, even though he got the starting job, because I don't think it was that difficult for him to get the starting job because Cam Newton is not that good anymore, in my opinion. And I think, you know, uh, Mac Jones has shown light in the preseason. But again, you're doing that against second, third, fourth string guys and guys trying to make teams. I uh, think when push comes to shove, Patriots aren't just aren't a ten win team anymore. I think they're eight or nine wins this year. I think they'll get more than seven, but I think it will be between that window of eight and ten games. Or yeah, but I think it'll be under. All right. Well, we agree again. <laughs> I, I don't believe in Mac Jones as a first year starter here, especially because they have a ton of skill position players that are okay, but they don't have an elite guy. Like they're, I guess their number one receiver is still Aguilar, and you know they got a couple of decent tight ends, but. Uh, they don't have that. There's no Randy Moss on this roster. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that completely. Last up in the division, the New York Jets, who won two games last year, and that second win was huge because it uh, forced them to lose out on the number one pick and Trevor Lawrence, and they had to uh, end up with Zach Wilson instead. Uh, who knows how that will turn up. Uh, there's a lot of years left, but uh, their overrunner this year is six. Wow. That's, uh, this one's actually kind of tough because I – I mean, I just – the Jets still can't be that good. I mean, Zach Wilson, I think, was all right, but I, I just – I don't see it still. I'm going to go – I'm going to go under. I think the Jets are a five-win team this year. I could see like a 5-12 and 12 record and at very best six and uh, 
six and what eleven? <laughs> yeah. Just a second there. It's late. Long day. But uh, also, just really quickly, since this is our first game where, or I guess our second technically, where it's right, uh, it's not a half number. If we are we just count that as a push, or do we actually can we are we actually going like, uh, to? Like we don't like to pick ties here. Yeah, so yeah. we'll just say that's a push. So I think this is one of those things where I just don't see the, a world where the Jets win seven this year. So I think worst case, you push here, you get you get your money back if you go under six here. Worst case, I agree as well. Uh, I already mentioned how their big free agent signing Carl Lawson got hurt right away. It seems like. Kind of a cursed franchise. Also, maybe they don't want to be that good. If it, if it comes down to it where they're like, you know, three and five to start, maybe they're not even making a playoff push and they just end up bad. Um, and you want it because you probably want to get someone good for uh, Zach Wilson. You want to go find a top receiving prospect and try to get a top five pick. So, yeah, uh, I am sticking with under as well. Uh, moving to the AFC North. The winner last year was the Steelers with 12 wins, and this year's over-under with an extra game was 8.5. So uh, Vegas does not like what happened with the Steelers this offseason. Uh, maybe we'll agree here again. Yeah, the Steelers, uh, Steelers infrastructure is good, 8.5. So that means they they only need to go 9-8. and eight. Yeah, I... I, I know I they honestly, lost some guys, but it's like they still got T.J. Watt. And I saw some the other day, too, that I think said that the Steelers... Haven't, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the Steelers haven't won like less. They've been winning like they've won ten games in like a certain amount of seasons in a row where they've won at least ten games. And I think one of those years they actually didn't even make the playoffs because I think things were the divisions were tough or the wild cards were tough. I think that was the year the Lamar Jackson made his like showcase where they won like fourteen games or thirteen games and then whatever else happened, but. Yeah, uh, to tell me in 17 games a Steeler team can't win 9 or 10 games, I think people just, I think they're remembering, and I mean, it's right to an extent where they did start off the season, what was it, like 9-0 and last year or something like that, and they did have some lucky wins in there where it was they played some teams with some injuries or some bad teams, and then as the season progressed, Roethlisberger's arm kind of got out, but I think that's because they didn't have a running back. James Conner wasn't the guy, He was, and then he was injured, he wasn't doing well, and that game where everything turned around was that random Wednesday night football game against Washington football team where they lost their first game of the season to Washington. And uh, that was two teams that ended up going in completely different directions. Washington started getting a little hot at that moment and the Steelers were the, were cooling off. And Roethlisberger, I remember, I think he threw the ball 56 or 58 times that game. And for any player, that's a lot, but especially for a guy that's in his like 15th season in uh when was that game? Must've been like November or something like that. And it was just, he was just never the same after that, it felt like. And the Steelers were kind of never the same. So I think this year, though, now he's got himself a running back that I think is going to be able to be pretty good. And I think uh, Roethlisberger can easily lead this team to at least nine wins easily. I mean, this is a playoff team still, in my opinion. And I'm always going to be biased about it. but Yeah, I'm, I will see. I think they'll compete for wild card. I think there's a lot yeah, of good teams in, in this conference. Uh, again, we're doing seven playoff teams again, so. It's a little bit easier, although last year it took 11 and 5 record to get that last wild card spot. Um, I, I think, yeah, the question is, and why this is so low, is that there's a chance that Roethlisberger is is horrible, that he's can't even play at all. I don't, I don't think that's the case. Like you said, he was actually productive for most of the year. Um, if you go back and like just look at the just raw numbers, he was a legitimate fantasy quarterback. I'd say for the first eight games or something like that. Uh, so you know what is he? I don't know. I don't know yet. He's not. He's not forty-eight. You know, 
he's late thirties, I think. So yeah, there's precedent for these type of guys, but there's also precedent for people just falling off a cliff. So I, I you're over, right? Yeah. We didn't confirm it. All right. Uh, the next team up, your hated rivals, the Baltimore Ravens. They, they lost a number of guys. We talked about Matt Judon uh, and they lost Orlando Brown. I think they lost a couple of guys to retirement as well. Um, they brought in a couple of receivers because they need that, but uh, including their first round trip pick. Uh, but I think there's some there's some bad energy around this. There's Lamar Jackson vaccine stuff that's like been hanging around. There's a lot of concern that I mean, he 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 tested positive for COVID twice already, and he said he still has. <laughs> Isn't a slow like a minimal like uh, window too? Wasn't it? Wasn't it within like yeah it's, a couple months or something? So there's concern that like. What happens again if he's out for two weeks? They don't have a good situation with the backup quarterback. Uh, they're over under is eleven. They won eleven last year. It seems like they're kind of on a downward trajectory. So I I'm going under with them. Although the Ravens were never truly bad, so I think there's they'll probably win seven between seven and twelve. I'd say so. I like the under still. I uh, I agree with that. Because I just don't see them more so is because when it's just like 11, like if it was 10 and a half, I could, it would make me at least think a little bit more, but I just don't see them winning 12 games. Like that's just the thing. I think this is one of those bets where if you put, if you took under 11, I think like the same thing with the Jets. I think worst case, you're, you're getting your money back. I don't think the Ravens are a 12, 13 win team this year. And they're definitely not a 14 plus win team. I mean, this team's going to, and also the division's getting tougher. I mean, like we have, we're about to get there in a second, but I mean, like the Cleveland Browns are improving. Steelers are still going to be a tough team. I mean, the Bengals on the road could, you know, you never know. Well, we'll get to see more so what Joe Burrow is going to be like this year, and he's got some electric receivers. So, I think the Ravens are slowly they just they're always this team that's good, but then when it comes down to it, they're just not good enough at the right time. So I think the yeah, I would say under eleven wins for them. All right, next up we've got the Browns, who won 11 last year as well and then uh, beat the Steelers in the playoffs, a, a game I think you've erased from your memory. <laughs> uh, I, I I missed the entire game basically because I turned it on, I think, like three minutes in, and it was already over. So Yeah, that like, game, oh, uh, shit. I actually just had this conversation with somebody the other day about how in a situation like that, you just don't you, – you, that's not in your game plan, obviously. And for those that forgot, the first play of the game for the Pittsburgh Steelers was a hike – a bad snap over Roethlisberger's head that went into the end zone and that it wasn't even like it turned into a safety. I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, Cleveland just straight up recovered it and it ended up being a touchdown and about seven seconds into the game, it was already seven, nothing Cleveland. And you, you know, as a fan and being at home, you would have liked them to, to think they could have recovered from it, but they just couldn't Cleveland just onslaughted them. And I think at one point it was like 24 to nothing or 31, nothing in that game. It was, it was not good. And, uh, yeah, so Cleveland's good, but I guess this one's Yeah, so they're, they're over-under here for this year is 10.5, and, and I am going a slight, slight, slight over. I don't know how much I believe in this team, but it seems like 10.5 is such a perfect number there. Uh, they have a lot of talent. They, they brought in a Clowney, who's been all over the place, but, you know, he's never played. Okay, actually, I can't say that, but uh, he... <laughs> He's playing with Miles Garrett, which should help. I was gonna say he's never played with someone like Miles Garrett, but no, he played with JJ Watt. So um, he's he's not going to be the main focus of attention on the team. But I mean, Clowney just hasn't been the elite pass rusher we thought he was, but he's been productive. But it'll help to be uh, you know against on the other side of uh, Miles Garrett there. 
who um, had no helmet incidents last year. That was that was really nice of him to <clears throat> behave. Yeah. <laughs> right? That was – yeah, that was two years ago when that happened. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so a lot of talent on this team. So I'm going to go slight over. But yeah. I, I don't think they're – I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. I don't trust that Baker Mayfield is a top guy or that their defense will be like a top five type defense, but uh, it's very, very soft over for me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I know we keep agreeing. Like, this is almost two full divisions in a row, but I already liked the over. And I was, I was actually kind of hoping you'd stay under, so we kind of disagree, but I got to go with what I like. And, uh, I do like the over. And I, I watched their preseason game the other night against Atlanta. And sure, it's Atlanta and Matt Ryan didn't play. And Atlanta's not very good, but, I mean, Cleveland wasn't playing all their stop guys. I mean, top guys. And the thing I like about Cleveland is it's some good depth, too. I mean, Baker Mayfield just slowly keeps improving. And he stays under the radar, too. But he slowly just keeps improving every year. They've got a two-headed monster in the backfield with Chubb and Hunt. You got Odell Beckham. Do they still have Jarvis Landry? Still have Landry. And they. I feel like they have a couple other good guys that are, you know, young and their defense is slightly improved. So Cleveland could be an exciting team. You know, they got a taste of it last year. They played uh, – they played Cle- um, they played Cleveland, huh? They played uh, the Steelers in the first round, which we just talked about, annihilated them on the road, and then they went to Kansas City, and I think it was a, about a possibly bad call away from them. Could have knocked out Kansas City because I remember there was a poor call at the start at the end of the first half that I think should have been a touchdown or something like that that ended up being a there was a touchback or helmet to helmet hit that forced a fumble out of the end zone, which was a touchback when it's so basically Cleveland was about to score, and yeah, it was. Uh, and remember the crazy thing about that game was uh, Mahomes got knocked out. So uh, yeah, whatever that guy was, that, yeah. I forgot that guy was a Henny was the other backup had to come in and like finish the game. Pretty weird how that worked out, but uh, you know Mahomes was fine. Uh, I'm sure he he probably wished he was injured during that Super Bowl though. <laughs> not, yeah. not great. I feel like um, he might have been. <laughs> our, our last last team here, the Bengals won four games last year. The over under this year is six and a half. <sighs> I'm going going under as well because the things I've heard about this preseason hasn't been all that great. Burrow hasn't been all that impressive. Jamar Chase has dropped balls. Uh, maybe maybe they just completely prove me wrong and they'll get that LSU magic back. But so I uh, it's funny because when you said just now when you said that you said under as well, and it's funny because we have agreed the whole time and it's going to be two straight divisions because I agree also. I actually just watched the the play the other day when he threw a little screen pass to Chase and he dropped it and. Joe Burrow's tough, you know. We we saw him for a few weeks last year, and it's, you know, he's coming off of a, a nasty injury. And the only thing that sucks for the Bengals right now is the division's just too tough. And like I said, like I'm going in this a little raw, like I said earlier, where I don't know strength of schedule much. And like we said, we'd like to toss that out the window anyway. It's about your division. That division's mean, man. That division could easily have three teams that make the playoffs, you know, and one of them would will not be the Bengals. They did last year. Exactly. So. Exactly. So. It's just too tough. I mean, you have to play the rate like six of your literally a third of your schedules, Browns, Ravens, and Steelers. And three of those games have to be on the road. It's just too tough. So I mean, six and a half is honestly, I think it's too high. I think their over under should have been like a five like a six at best, you know, but I, I just don't see a world where this team where this team finishes close to five hundred this year. It's gonna be a five or six win team. All right. Well, uh, going to the AFC South, it's coming back to Tony for the first pick. Uh, the Titans won 11 games last year. Their overrunner this year is nine. Let me see here on this one. I got to, you know, I'm, I'm going to say over with the Titans. I'm, I'm a fan of the Titans. I like, you know, Julio Jones. Hopefully I think what, if Julio Jones doesn't, I'm not going to sit here and say Julio Jones is going to have a year like he's had before in the past. But I think what Julio Jones does is you have to respect him 
And then that makes AJ Brown get to continue to some dominance. And Tannehill just keep knowing. I feel like nobody keeps believing in him and he just keeps doing well. And then he still have Derrick Henry. I like that team to win. And the more to the sole reason I like this is because, again, nine wins, you push. I don't see this team losing nine games this year. I think this is at least a nine and eight team, but I think it's a, it's a 10 and seven team. So I, uh, or even 11 and six possibly. And also it's that division. I'm not very high on it. I mean, there's two teams in that division that are, in my opinion, awful Texans and Jaguars. So, and we don't even know what's going to happen yet with the Colts because how healthy is Wentz going to be. So I think the Titans are easily a 10 plus win team this year. Yeah, I'm, I'm really questioning this over under, especially yeah. when you look at the rest of the division. Uh, I know they lost guys. They lost Corey Davis, lost Johnny Smith, uh, they lost Clowney. Uh, but they did, they did bring in Julio Jones and Bud Dupree. That's, those are good replacements for those positions. And yeah, like, I think the big thing is their offensive coordinator left for the Falcons coaching job. And yeah, and I know um, there's people that are, and his, little... his dad is your boss, I guess. <laughs> Do you know that? Uh, who is his dad? His dad's the CEO of FedEx. Oh, really? That's funny. <laughs> So that's why he's from Tennessee. He was like a oh, that makes Tennessee sense. kid. Nashville, yeah. Um, that was, that's a weird story. It's like, oh, that's crazy. But um, the guy's definitely really good at his job. That Tannehill became arguably a top five quarterback under him. Uh, but I, I, Tannehill was a good prospect. He's probably – there's a lot to do with his talent. And, you know, I hate Vrabel. I think I really hate Vrabel as a, as a coach. But he's been successful the whole time there, so. Uh, over, over for me. We're we're in agreement yeah, again. This is pretty crazy. Ten straight uh, agreements. And it's not like we're going over on every team or something. Like, no, and it's and and the thing is too is like this, this is straight up honesty too. Him and I did not talk about this, and it's one of those things where I already see it in my head what I like, and I'm sure he does too, and we just are honest with it. So we'll see what ends up happening here. So now we got the Indianapolis Colts. So eleven wins last year, but that was with Phil Rivers yep. as quarterback, who uh, retired to coach high school football. <laughs> perfect ending for him. Uh, this year, their over-under is eight and a half. Uh, Carson Wentz, they they traded for, but it looks like he'll be healthy by week one, but he's also Carson Wentz, who was pretty bad last year. So, Yeah, I, uh, this is the one where, honestly, like I think so far this is the toughest one I've come across because I think eight and a half is a, is a good number for this because the Colts are either going to go out there and dominate and win 11 or 12 games, or I think they're going to do bad, but unfortunately, I just don't think they'll be bad enough to win under eight and a half, and especially with a division that does have the Texans and Jaguars in it. And I think this is a thing where they can split with the Titans, where whoever the home teams will go two and zero in that matchup this year. And I could see the Colts easily winning nine plus games. And I think uh, I think Wentz is still a pretty solid quarterback, but he has decent weapons around him and a pretty solid defense. Jonathan Taylor is really good. So yeah, I think. Uh, I think the Colts are – I think it's going to be really close. I really think the Colts are going to be actually at either eight or nine wins. But I think I like my chances of them winning ten wins or more more than I like their chances of winning like seven games or less. All right. So our first disagreement here, yeah, and not, not because it's that – we're that different on this. Colts are fine. Still good line, I would say. Still above average line, although I know they have like no left tackle right now. Uh, they're going to be a run running and defense team, so – how much does Wentz really matter? Uh, but I'll still go slight under. Because uh, I, I could see this team going winning six games or something like that. But Yeah, I mean, I definitely could too. All right. Well, our next one, uh, Houston Texans. Four wins last year. Over under this year is four wins. 
So Honestly, I, I just think more so not even the fact that they're bad. I just think it's just a giant mess there. So I'm honestly going to go under because I just because I don't think they're going to win five games. If they win four like they did last year, then it's a push. But I could honestly see this team going three and fourteen this year. I think I don't. They have no weapons. I think Deshaun Watson's got some bad off field issues going on. So who even knows what's going to happen with him or how his head's going to be in the game? And I, I mean, four wins is really low, especially for a team that you know has been in the playoffs the last you know two years ago and is usually always in the talk. But they're just. They're just not good. And I think the fact that they're set at four wins really should tell you something. And I think that's a game. I think that's a team that you have to go under on. This is really hard, of course, because of the Watson situation. I think if he doesn't play, they can go 0-17. Like, really. <laughs> but if he does play, I think they can win six games. Yeah. So I th- think I'm going to go over just yeah. for, for the spirit of competition, yeah, I exactly. guess. exactly, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of this though, uh, and you can't you can't root for the guy unless unless there's some like evidence that comes out like oh my god he was totally fucked this was not yeah. real um, you don't want to you don't want to root for him right now and it's honestly it's a wild situation that there were two guys kind of in the same boat with uh, Trevor Bauer as well yeah that it's like oh my god like the limbo the limbo is like the the hardest part here for these teams like what do you, what do you do. Uh, it would be nice if just either league was just like, nope, they're gone. Like they're, we're putting them on the list of don't even worry about it for three years and come back or something. But um, I don't know. Like, Cause I, there was rumors like, oh, the Texans might be willing to trade him now. And it's like, what? what? Who would want to trade for him right now? Like, yeah. You don't know if he's going to jail or not. Like it sucks. Um, but yeah, that's, <laughs> that's yeah, it for it's, that. It's, it's, uh, yeah. Rough situation. Let's there. hope we don't have to talk about it. Again, it just gets resolved either way. All right, next team. Yeah, <laughs> got a little sidetrack there, but we got the Jacksonville Jaguars last year, one win. This year, over under six and a half, and that's because of the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. And um, I am going to actually have to go under on this. I'm I actually personally like I, I'm not going to sit here and completely say Trevor Lawrence isn't going to have a good career, but. I'm truthfully, for whatever reason, there's something about Trevor Lawrence I'm just not I'm just not high about yet. And he doesn't have much weapons with Jacksonville. I think six and a half is a little bit inflated. I think this is still a team that is, you know, a five win, maybe a six win team. But I mean, if you're going to if they're going to win seven games, you're telling me that they're almost going to be almost going to be 500. I mean, I guess now with the extra game, it'd be seven and ten. But I, I see this team just still losing significantly more games than winning. So. I'm not going to buy into the Trevor Lawrence hype yet. I wouldn't mind if he proved me wrong. And then also Urban Meyer. A lot of times I feel like we see these college coaches come to the pros and they don't do well. And I mean, Nick Saban wasn't a good uh, pro coach. He was, but he's one of the, arguably one of the, arguably maybe even the best college. I mean, football coach ever. And then you've got Urban Meyer, great college football coach. How will he do in the pros? We don't know. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just not ready to be sold on this Jacksonville team yet. They're going to at least have to prove me something this year. And if they want to win eight, nine games this year and prove me wrong, then so be it. But I would definitely have my money on under six and a half wins for the Jaguars this year. Another agreement here on a lot of the same things that Urban Meyer could be could be a disaster. Like, I'm actually rooting for him because I, I want to see that kind of like yeah. stigma be broken. Uh, I think there has been some precedent. Uh Harbaugh is a great example of someone who very successful in the pros, but then went back to college and was miserable. So, um, 
I kind of ruined for him. Although there's always that that weird part of like, you had to retire because you have like a heart condition or something. Like I, I, don't, I, 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 don't I feel <laughs> like it wasn't. It was like stress related, wasn't it? Because what I thought he had was like he was having really bad headaches. Yeah, it's something like vertigo. Like they told him, like you should I, you should re- retire, and then he was like, I kind of want to come back, but. I mean, it's the same thing you yeah. saw with Tyron Lue in basketball. He was having the really bad chest pains, and it was because it was stress-related. And, I mean, it is a stressful job. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, you, you get to, and we don't get to see the behind-the-scenes stuff with it, but it is, I mean, what we just see is just a three-hour window on TV. Like, we really don't know what these guys and then there was, go through. There was that crazy story with, like, the coach, the assistant coach that was, like, his friend that, like, beat his wife, and it was just like. Well, I actually don't think I knew that. This was like four years ago or something. That was like when he was leaving Ohio his State. His buddy beat his wife? It was like a guy. Who's oh, wait. His buddy beat his wife or beat Urban Meyer's wife? Beat his own wife. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, so no. The, you can see where I really got confused <laughs> there. That's where I was like, holy shit, dude. If, like that really, yeah. that's a story you never hear. No, no. My assistant coach beat up my wife. <laughs> that's that's insane. Uh, sorry for laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, we don't think that's funny by any means, but it's just the, the confusion. Yeah. That's always how it would be with when we would do this podcast a lot together is there would always be something said that. Yeah, it was always like controversy. Like, well, what did he know at the time? And it was like their wives were like best friends too. So it was like the wife mm-hmm. knew. And it's like, it was like, I guess like, all right, yeah. this guy's already unhealthy. Uh, but uh, yeah, this team has no talent. <laughs> I, I, I actually am rude for Lawrence here, but not a great position to, to start with. Um, all right. Well, we're going to wrap up our AFC here. Last division with the West. The Chiefs, 14 wins last year. Over-under is 12 and a half. I guess it goes back to me. This is very hard for me. I am struggling with this one. Yeah. Because, I mean, four, so they're 14 and 2 last year. So are they really going to be that much worse? I, I'm i going to be bold here, I think, and go under. Oh, Jay. I'm with Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're typing this on an express, uh, express Excel sheet on the computer, and uh, obviously we're putting O's for over, U's for under, and Andy said he was going to go bold here. And as I'm looking at the screen, a J came up. So he went really bold. So obviously that's not going to be funny for anybody else, but trust us when we say it would have been funny if you were here. Yeah, we have the video feed. Uh, I guess my, my reasoning is uh, the Chiefs pulled a lot of games out of their ass last year. Yeah, but they also have Patrick Mahomes, who mm-hmm. is good at pulling games out of his ass. Uh, but you know, maybe a couple breaks go the wrong way this year. Um, we'll see. I mean, they're they're still probably the best team in the AFC, but maybe eleven and six, and then you get like the three seed, but you still win the Super Bowl. It's that's very conceivable in my mind. So I uh, I'm gonna go over here only because I just it's still from what he's done the last few seasons. I just can't see them losing six games. That's the only thing that like I just can't wrap my head around is them going what like eleven and six or something twelve and five or twelve and five. I guess, but I I just even losing five games still is like a shock to me. It's like I just feel like they're they're gonna sweep the Raiders. They're gonna sweep the Broncos. I think I think it's possible they could just split with the Chargers. I think the Chargers are. I mean, they swept everyone. I think in the division, like, yeah. The last I, two I just years. they're just too they're just too good, and I just I know they open up with a tough matchup. I think their first game of the season's against Cleveland. I think I was reading, uh, watching that the other day, and that's what they were saying. So I mean, that means they probably play the whole NFC North, and by NFC North, I mean AFC North. But who knows? Maybe they play the NFC North <laughs> they, also. They do play the NFC North. Do they? Yeah. Oh wow! So that was a good I know guess. Char- Chargers Vikings are playing. So. Okay, so 
it's just one of those things where I, I they do have a tough schedule, but I can't sit here and say Mahomes is he's, he's just one of those miracle workers, especially in the regular season. He just finds a way to win games, and I thirteen and four I think is very realistic. But I, I think that's another good one though. I think twelve and a half is a perfect number for them because it, it is weird to say right now like oh for that to win that means they can only lose four games, but Mahomes can can lose just four games so. I'm going to go with over. Also, kind of like Andy said a couple teams ago, like just also to make the competition a little bit more exciting too. We can't just keep agreeing, but we're about halfway there now. Yeah. Uh, our next team, the lost Vegas Raiders in their second year. Uh, I think I'm going to be bold here as well. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over. Uh, a lot of people hate this team right now, what, what they've been doing, the Gruden experience. And I kind of understand that, but uh, I'm going to give you one reason why. And I think you'll understand. Uh, how many fans did they have in that stadium last year? None. Yeah. So it's going to be insane. I expect, uh, I'm going to say multiple deaths, not by, <laughs> not by violence, but just pure exhaustion. Yeah. Vegas heat. Drinking too drinking, much. Drinking. Just so much excitement. I think it's going to be nuts down there. Uh, and might carry the Raiders to some wins that uh, otherwise shouldn't be there. Yeah. Um, but uh, I- I'm going to take a competition under. If this was like a six and a half, I would probably go over. But at seven, I just think it's one of those things where are the Ra- I-, I just don't see it yet that the Raiders are going to win eight or nine games this year. And I think one of the things is that I just know that defense isn't very good. And you're going to need a defense to stop Patrick Mahomes, to stop you know, the Chargers, and honestly, maybe even Denver. Denver's got, you know, some of those quarterbacks. Denver's receivers are great. Yeah, so, so. I honestly think the Raiders are just going to struggle defensively, and I think one of the things that the Raiders have always been bad at that I've noticed over the last few years, other than giving a lot of penalties, is also third-down defense. I remember a game a couple years ago my buddy and I were watching. We had money on the Raiders. They were playing the Chargers, and I think I forget what we, exactly what we had, but what killed us in that game and what made us lose was the Raiders just could not get off the field on third down. And I bad uh, defensive backs. for Yeah. And I think that's just going to continue. And I just don't see them winning. I think it's one of those things where I could see them going seven and 10 and a push because of what you said with the home field of Vegas. This is their first time really with a football team, but I just don't see a eight, nine, 10 win season out of the Raiders this year. So I will go under. Okay, uh, next team up here, the Chargers, my team. Seven wins last year. They're over under this year is nine. Uh, because they're my team, I'm afraid to go over. I like the things they did, but I know how things can go with them. Uh, I don't know. I guess just to be different, I don't know how to, how to go under. Uh, I think there's there's a wide variance, I'd say, with this team. If, if you told me, oh, they went 13-4, and four, I'd be like, yeah, it makes sense. You know, Herbert's great. Uh, but if you're like, they went five and 12 and be like, yeah, special teams fucked them again or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, if they suck this year, well, at least I win this, this stupid bet. It doesn't matter. So, you know, I'm going to go opposite end here, Andy. I'm going to say over because one of the big reasons is because of the fact that new coach, I watched, obviously the Chargers are our local team. So we have, you know, we, we get to watch a lot of Charger games. Anthony Lynn, there was a, especially the game last year against Buffalo, there was games where he just made decisions that I was just like, what is he doing? And they did lose a lot of close games, and I think it was because of bad decisions and then also injuries and stuff. 
And I think this year, Herbert now, going into the second year, a new coach, I think they can easily have a 9-8 and eight season. And I think this is one of those things where worst case, you know, you push. And I think, but I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck out a 10-7 and seven team. I wouldn't be surprised if they even went like 11-5 and five and just, or 11-6 and six and ended up being, competed for that six or seven spot to sneak into the playoffs this year, assuming the Chiefs roll with that division. But I think, uh, you know, they still got Keenan Allen, who's good. Austin Eckler, ready to completely take over. Uh, I think it's a, a team that, assuming this new coach, who even is their head coach now? Brandon Staley. And who, where is he from? From the Rams defensive coordinator. Okay. He's like a, he's basically the McVay. He's he's like 38. Yeah. And so. I, that's what the Chargers need is a young McVay, a young coach. Because yeah. Anthony Lynn. He's very God. boring. I watched his press conference and like, I kind of like that. You yeah. Know? So I, 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 I could see yeah. the Chargers winning nine games at least this year. So I'm like I said, I could see them winning a lot of games yeah. if everything goes right. But, uh, you know, don't expect that. That's That's kind of been the last... 10 years of Chargers football. Uh, the last team here, Denver Broncos. They won five last year, and they're under, under this year's eight and a half. Uh, Denver is always an interesting, interesting team. It seems like they put together good defenses. They have a good a coach who coaches good defense, but they've had bad quarterback play. This year, they've got Teddy Bridgewater, who's stable, doesn't turn the ball over. But I really love their, uh, their wide receivers. Uh, Jerry Judy, I think, was... I, I couldn't believe the Raiders didn't take him. Uh, Ruggs was the guy they took, uh, the first receiver last year. I thought that was crazy. Uh, I know Jerry Judy has some drop problems, but I think that guy's just great. Um, and they had Hamler was really good for him as well. So just young guys that just – that'll help uh, Teddy there. Uh, and, then if, and then if Teddy fails, if he gets hurt or something, Drew Locke is probably now one of the better backup quarterbacks in the NFL. He's probably not a very good starter, but – He's still there. Yeah. So what are you doing? So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna go over. Yeah. This is a and, and if the, the Broncos don't go over, it's done for that like uh, current front office and coach and everything, because the Broncos are used to being good and they can't go like I want to say it's been like three or four years since they've yeah. been solid. So uh, they'll make changes. I'm a the only reason I'm gonna go under here is basically because I don't think I can have three teams in the AFC West going over their totals. <laughs> so I'm just gonna stick with. Two and two. But I do like this team. I, I was actually listening to something the other day that talked about Drew Locke. Actually, his efficiency is actually like pretty good. And like what in his like certain like big play yards moment. Or like what I forget what exactly the analytical stat was with Drew Locke, but it's actually good. So I don't know if do they announce Bridgewater's the starter? Okay. So I think that's where they can honestly maybe hurt themselves. I think maybe Locke is the guy, but I think I agree with what you said, though. They do have two stud receivers, Sutton coming, Cortland Sutton coming back. You've got Judy. Yeah, I, f- I forgot of Cortland Sutton, too. Yeah, yeah, that guy, that guy really. Who was even him. the other guy then? Uh, Hamler was a rookie right. last year. It was really so, good. So, yeah, they've, they've got a great receiving crew. So, Teddy Bridgewater and Locke, because I think, I think at one point this year, Locke is going to play, whether it's because Bridgewater gets hurt or whether because Bridgewater isn't performing. I mean, this could be a type of game where maybe the Broncos start one and three and there's questions right away and they bring in Locke early and he wins three out of four or something like that. But I'm just going to say that I, I think, ah, God, I mean, I, I do wouldn't be surprised if they go like nine and eight. I think that's actually probably what they will go. But I'm going to stick with the under and say maybe they end up going seven and ten or eight and nine. But they'll, they're going to be a team to reckon with, though. They do have some, some talent on that offense. Well, that's going to do it for the uh, AFC. Uh, we are recording the NFC the same 
day here, but we're gonna we're gonna split these episodes up. So uh, that was the AFC over unders, and uh, next episode we'll get the uh, NFC over unders. So uh, look for that shortly. Uh, so that's that's it. Thank you.